hour number three of the morning after. It's right here, it's right in your face, and it's all hour long. We know it as happy hour, and you are listening on Sirius XM channel 204. I'm your host, Ben Stevens. It is a very happy, happy hour because tonight it is postseason baseball once again. The National League wildcard game with the second best team in all of MLB, the Los Angeles Dodgers hosting the St. Louis Cardinals. We'll touch on that game and the NL pennant odds in just a moment. And then great guests coming up all throughout this hour. Next, it's the sports professor Rick Horo to break down whatever Rick wants to talk about wherever Rick might be. Brady Tinker will also join us later in the hour to talk about the Dallas Cowboys and the NFC East and maybe Dak Prescott if he has some value in the NFL MVP market. And then we hope it's nighttime in Pittsburgh if the guy decides to join us today. Our sportsbook conciliary, Dave Sherapan, at the end of this 11 a.m. hour to look at that Major League Baseball game tonight. Dave is a former odds maker. What do the big odds in the favor of L.A. say about the National League wildcard game tonight? Well, one thing we know they say in this West Coast wake-up is that the Dodgers are a very, very heavy favorite. Currently minus 235 is L.A. against St. Louis in the National League wildcard game tonight. It is Max Scherzer for Los Angeles. It is Adam Wainwright for the cards. The over-under total is 7.5. The under even has more juice. If you want to take the under of what should be a very good pitching matchup at Chavez Ravine tonight. It is interesting to see the Dodgers in this National League wildcard game. 106 wins during the Major League Baseball regular season. They are the first team since 1990 when this stuff started being tracked more often that had a team win total in the preseason of 100 wins or more and went over that team win total. That's what the Dodgers did. Around the marketplace, it was 102.5, maybe even up to 104 in places. It didn't matter. With 106 wins, the Dodgers went over that team win total but still find themselves in the National League wildcard game tonight, albeit a minus 235 favorite against the St. Louis Cardinals. But a winner-take-all scenario, a one-game-in-advance type of atmosphere at Dodger Stadium tonight. So it is interesting, then, when you compare where the Dodgers are right now in this National League wildcard game to their odds to win the National League pennant on the FanDuel Sportsbook. All year long, the Dodgers have been the favorite to win the World Series, have been the favorite to win the National League. And right now on FanDuel, the Dodgers still the favorites with the shortest odds at plus 200. They are the favorites to win the NL pennant. The second shortest odds are the team in the National League West that kept the Dodgers from being the top spot in the National League playoff picture. The San Francisco Giants at plus 270. Then you have the Milwaukee Brewers at plus 350. The Atlanta Braves, who the Brewers face in the NLDS at plus 500. And the St. Louis Cardinals with the longest odds of the five remaining teams at the moment at plus 950. So the Dodgers, not only the favorites in the National League pennant race at plus 200, they are also the favorites in the World Series market at plus 390. This is all for a team that could be eliminated tonight if they have one bad night, if Max Scherzer throws a couple of bad pitches against a red-hot Redbirds team that won 17 straight games in the month of September to get to this stage. Now, I want to talk about the idea of the hottest team in baseball because all over tonight, you will hear that about the St. Louis Cardinals, and rightfully so. They won 17 straight games. That is ridiculous to do in the most random sport there is in Major League Baseball on a year-in, year-out basis. But the Dodgers have also been pretty darn hot throughout the regular season home stretch. Over the final two months, L.A. won 41 of 60 
or excuse me, of 52 games. They were 41 and 11 throughout the final two months of this regular season. As we welcome in our Sports Grid radio audience here to the third and final hour of the morning after, you're listening on Sirius XM channel 204 out there on the West Coast, the mightier 1090 as well. This is the West Coast Wake Up. I am Ben Stevens. We are breaking down the National League pennant odds in the National League wildcard game tonight. Again, St. Louis will be called the hottest team in baseball, and rightfully so. They won 17 straight games. The Dodgers ended the regular season on a seven-game win streak. Also, they won 41 of their final 52 games since August 7th to round out the final two months of the Major League Baseball regular season. That is ridiculous. A 41-11 record from August 7th on through the conclusion of this Major League Baseball season. It is why, despite the fact that the Cards won 17 straight games, the Dodgers held a 16-game advantage over the Cardinals in those National League wildcard standings. The Dodgers, the top spot in the NL wildcard. That's why they have the home field advantage tonight at Chavez Ravine by 16 games over the St. Louis Cardinals. Again, the odds for tonight, one final time. As we get you set, we'll preview this game with Dave Sherapan later on in this hour as well to find where the value might be tonight between the Dodgers and the Cardinals. But L.A., a minus 235, hefty favorite on the money line on the FanDuel Sportsbook right now, laying a run and a half at minus 110 on the run line. The over-under total is 7.5. The St. Louis Cardinals, the underdogs at plus 194. The pitching matchup is a gem. Two elder statesmen in the game. Max Scherzer, a St. Louis native, now pitching in a Dodger uniform. He is a perfect 7-0 in his time with Los Angeles with a 1-9-2 ERA. The Dodgers have won all 11 of the starts that Max Scherzer has made. Adam Wainwright has had a career renaissance at the tender age of 40 years old. 17-7 this year with a 3-0-5 ERA, although a little bit worse on the road, but a great season overall. The ace of that pitching staff for the St. Louis Cardinals. That is the pitching matchup tonight. That is the matchup we have in the National League wildcard game. Winner take all. Who wins? They advance to take on the best team in Major League Baseball, the top seed in the National League, the San Francisco Giants in the National League Divisional Series. We will preview again the NL wildcard game coming up in just a minute. The sports professor, Rick Horo, joins us next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Back here on the Sports Grid Network, it is the morning after on a Wednesday. You are listening on Sirius XM Channel 204. I'm your host, Ben Stevens. And we are very pleased right now to be joined by the sports professor himself, Rick Horrell, going with a new look, wearing all black. Very stealth of you there, Rick. Well, I was told that I've got to look young. So I either look, as some people hmm. said this morning, going to my own funeral or looking like a cross between Johnny Cash and Gary Player. And I'm not sure what the right answer is. I said the difference between me and Gary Player is he does about 670 sit-ups a day, and I do about eight. So, you know, we'll see what happens. My putting has improved, however, and I 
like South Africa, and maybe that's as close as we're going to get. So that's enough. How close are you to Johnny Cash? Do you have a really good singing voice as well? Yeah, but you're not going to hear it, okay? And didn't he, ah. did, Is he still with us, or did he pass? I don't want to be negative, but I don't want to get excited about anybody who's no longer with us, okay? So I, ah, I believe that he has passed away back in 2003, says hey, our hey, producer Alex Fasano. Yeah. Alex Fasano, Alex, Alex, he passed 18 years ago, and I didn't even know it. All right, it's Gary Player. It's not Johnny Cash. Sorry. <laughs> All right, there you go. We'll focus on your bunker play and what you might do on the golf course instead of Johnny nope. Cash. Let's also focus on the world of sports business, Rick, because that is where you shine and that is where your expertise is best lended. And the whole storyline, really, across the entire National Football League entering week number four was Tom's return to Foxborough, facing off against the New England Patriots. And from a TV ratings perspective, Boy, oh boy, did it deliver. One of the highest rated broadcasts we have really seen in the last five or six seasons. What did the numbers look like for Sunday night football between the Bucks and the Pats? About 25% higher, even more. And whatever the graphics say, by the way, the important story, uh, clearly, it was uh, must-watch television and also must-watch drama before and after the game. The game itself was okay, but that's not the issue. The issue was the uh, celebration leading up to and, and, and following the game. And NBC took the opportunity to make a statement because everything they talked about was their prolific streaming. So it's Peacock, it's all of the NBC vertically integrated platforms, and Mark Lazarus, who's a friend who has been a pioneer in the industry, who runs NBC for a long time, has always said, don't count Nielsen eyeballs, the call up on your rotary phone and you say, are you watching? Well, you're in the bathroom, so it doesn't count. That is old news. What's new news is all of the eyeballs that are watching, the the two eyeballs a person in bars, except for the Cyclopses, the uh, Peacocks, the streaming, all of those issues are relevant when you look at all of the numbers. And NBC had a chance to blow it out. and Boy, they blew it out on Sunday night. They had so many credentialed media staff in Foxborough. It was ridiculous for that game. Even had somebody with a press pass holding an umbrella for Rodney Harrison. That's when you know you've made it to the big leagues. But, Rick, not far away from the New England area, maybe even some people considering it New England, Connecticut. The state of Connecticut now has officially, officially have legalized sports gambling. Not mobile yet. But they have opened up legal gambling in the state of Connecticut. What's the process like right now in the state of Connecticut to get mobile wagering in that next step? Yeah, so I'm, I've done a, a Sports News Minute. You'll hear in the next couple of days that describes some of it in detail. But the highlight is that the state follows other leads and passes legislation that gives them blanket authority to provide some sites. The Mohegan Sun site is the first site, but Connecticut retains 15 other opportunities for them to control. Foxwoods will be behind it. The FanDuel deal is with Mohegan Sun. But you can see that once the deal for mobile betting is finally approved, they will hit the ground running. They're expecting $170 million out of the gate for gaming revenues. Look at Louisiana. Mm. WinBet did a deal where it's contingent on the state approving it. You know, before the Supreme Court ruling, we were waiting 40 years here in, uh, in, South, in Florida for, for Gimme Didn't Get It. Now, because of the momentum, everybody is approving the deals contingent on 
the state doing it. My prediction is it's a $65 billion industry next year. Year after that, all but four states will pass the legislation. Then those four states look to their left, look to their right, realize all the money, and it's just a matter of time before they do it as well. So New York State is certainly going to be in that type of scenario. Mobile wagering is on the way here in the state of New York. Any update there, Rick, for the timeline we might see to have mobile wagering legalized in New York State? Well, let, let's, yeah, let's remember it's a two-step process. The first one is to assign the rights in transition, and we have the, uh, the Indian gaming casinos that have kind of first opportunity on all of that. They're cutting their deals. And then uh, places like the stadiums, the city fields and, and, and Yankee Stadium. We haven't heard a lot of noise because all of those discussions are done kind of quietly. The same with MSG, the same with Barclays. That stuff will come eventually. It won't come in this first assessment. But when you look at the legislative history, the wording that's done in all of these state legislative caucuses, you realize that there's an experimental period. Then there'll be an implementation period pretty darn sure the implementation period will include the teams and the stadiums as we go forward. Rick, for people like me who live here in the state of New York, in New York City, unless I go across the river to New Jersey, I cannot legally bet at the moment. So I focus a lot of my attention on fantasy football. And there has been an uptick in that fantasy football attention for a lot of people all across the country. What has that been like this year throughout the first couple of weeks of the NFL season? What the heck are you living in New York City for? Get the heck, get, oh, get, get the heck out of New York. No, that's can not, I bunk up in Florida with you? What are we doing? I, I've got a lot of rooms, but I don't think you can afford the rent. Okay. All right. There may be others who, who <laughs> might be. Let's just put it that way. So so the, bot, the bottom line is uh, fantasy football, as you know, ESPN's numbers. Now, these are ESPN, so they're going to promote high. But the concept is, is true. 21% increase over last year. And it's synergistic, meaning more people are gambling, more people do fantasy. Everybody wants to analyze numbers. Everybody wants to analyze the players. Everybody watches Sports Grid for the inside information. And then you put the numbers that you want to bet on fantasy-wise if you don't really feel like betting for real. And if you want to feel like betting for real, there will be the opportunities, as you said, across the river. So, again, tide lifts all boats. The numbers continue to rise. 21% increase over last year, more to come. Rick, I often ask you when you make appearances here on the morning after, knowing that I am a huge college sports fan, what the latest in NIL legislation might look like. What have you heard in regards to name, image, and likeness? Well, I have a new template that uh, Villanova is doing, which will really kind of inspire future deals. They're creating a, a group licensing opportunity that the school is funding along with a marketing firm, Brander. And it's reaching all 24 sports of Villanova. And here's the beauty of that. You know, Villanova has a football team, but it doesn't drive it, obviously. We know basketball drives it. But now that we get into basketball season, you and I are going to be talking a lot more about basketball in the future. And this is a great start of this because the teams that are driven by basketball need to have their moment in the sun as well. The 24 Group licensing deal with Villanova will guarantee that the money is spread over all sports, over Title IX, over the niche sports as well. Basketball driving it. But we have opportunities to do other things. So all of these models are out there. Football driven, individual driven, state driven. Here's yet another one. 
Rick, you and I talking a little college hoops in the month of February sounds like a dream to me. Rick Horo, our sports business professor here all across the Sports Grid Network. We call him the sports professor, and he comes through each and every time. My future roommate in the state of Florida. Rick, thanks so much for coming on the show. You're more than you're more than welcome to come down, by the way. I know we have a couple of seconds. I'll just tell you that the uh, the rates for me uh, will be – you'll get the mm. family rate. Okay, my friend? Thank you very much. Ah, that means a lot to me, Rick. I considered ourselves friends, but to get the family rate, don't even have to oh, use yeah. any NIL legislation to get that going. I appreciate it, Rick. Thank you very much for your time. Coming up next here on the show on the morning after, Brady Tinker joins us to talk all things Dallas Cowboys. That's coming up after the break. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Right back here on the grid, Sirius XM Channel 204, the morning after all across the Sports Grid Network. I am Ben Stevens. Thank you for joining us here on your Wednesday morning. We're already looking ahead to NFL week number five, and we're hoping to be joined very soon by our guy, Brady Tinker, the host of a Cowboy Life podcast covering all things Dallas Cowboys. Working through a two through technical snafus at the moment, hoping to have him join us here in just a few moments. But the Dallas Cowboys this year, if you've been betting on the boys like Brady has advocated at times, you have been very profitable. The Dallas Cowboys are the only unbeaten team against the spread left in the NFL. The Arizona Cardinals, the only unbeaten team straight up in the National Football League. The Dallas Cowboys, the only unbeaten team against the number in the NFL through four weeks. Yes, a perfect 4-0. Some news out of Dallas, though, that was quite surprising yesterday, releasing their linebacker, Jalen Smith, one of the leaders on this team, the leading tackler from a season ago in 2020. The Dallas Cowboys making some shockwaves across the NFL on the defensive side of the football, releasing Jalen Smith. That was a report from Adam Schefter yesterday. So a changeup in Dallas along that defensive front. Of course, they have one of the most talented young linebackers in all of the NFL in Micah Parsons out of Penn State. He is one of the co-favorites right now to win the NFL Defensive Rookie of the Year on the FanDuel Sportsbook at plus 400. Also, some other breaking news in the NFL, like our guy Alex Fasano has mentioned in each and every one of his sports news updates here on the grid this morning. The New England Patriots releasing Stephon Gilmore, the 2019 Defensive Player of the Year in the National Football League, who had not played yet this year, was on the pup list, the physically unable to perform list. And the Patriots' defense has been pretty good, but releasing Stephon Gilmore, the 31-year-old cornerback, is going to be in high demand. I think he clears waivers later this afternoon around 4 p.m. Eastern. Once that happens, there is going to be 31 NFL organizations that are running 
to try to get the services of Stephon Gilmore for their defensive secondary. So just a couple of news and notes around the NFL on the defensive side of the football to pay attention to as we get ready for week number five. The Dallas Cowboys releasing Jalen Smith, their linebacker, the New England Patriots releasing Stephon Gilmore. When you look at the Cowboys and what they have ahead in week number five, it is the New York Giants. The Cowboys at home at the star this upcoming Sunday afternoon. The Cowboys a seven-point favorite. The over-under total for this divisional matchup is 52.5. I want to pull up the divisional odds right now for the NFC East because they have changed drastically over the first couple weeks of this NFL season. The Dallas Cowboys are now a very hefty favorite to win this division on the FanDuel Sportsbook. The boys are minus 250 to win the NFC East. If you remember prior to the year, the Dallas Cowboys, as was every team in what seemed to be a wide open division because who was going to be the one good team in the NFC East? The Dallas Cowboys were plus 150, still the shortest odds, but in the plus money category to win the NFC East. They were plus 110, plus 115 earlier on in the preseason throughout training camp. And then prior to week one in that opener against the reigning Super Bowl champions and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the Dallas Cowboys were plus 150. Now, after a perfect 4-0 start against the number, a 3-1 start straight up, the Dallas Cowboys are minus 250 right now to win the NFC East on the FanDuel Sportsbook. Compare that to the Washington football team, who has the second shortest odds in this division at plus 470. The Eagles at plus 800, and the New York Giants, who the Cowboys play this weekend, at plus 1300. The longest odds to win the division at 13 to 1 right now. So Dallas minus 250 to win the NFC East. Also minus 7 in this divisional matchup against the New York Giants this upcoming weekend. Again, the over-under total for that game is 50 two and a half between the Giants and the Cowboys in the NFC East matchup that game in the afternoon window on Sunday afternoon there's a couple of games that are at that key number of seven a team favored by seven that key number of a touchdown throughout the NFL week number five just a couple of games down the board as you scroll down the FanDuel Sportsbook the Baltimore Ravens a seven point favorite on Monday night against the Indianapolis Colts. As you look throughout the slate as well, we talked about a game earlier on in the show with Joe Ranieri in that first hour. The Minnesota Vikings laying 7.5 points in another divisional matchup against the Detroit Lions also on Sunday. When you look at the Giants and the Cowboys, the spread is 7. The total 52.5. The Cowboys have been a great scoring offense so far. The New York Giants, not so much, although Daniel Jones did rack up over 400 passing yards this past Sunday in an upset win, the Giants' first of the year against the New Orleans Saints. Saquon Barkley had something like 120 total yards on Sunday against the Saints as well, had a rushing score and a receiving score, something to keep in mind as you dive through the prop market for this game between the Dallas Cowboys and the New York Giants moving forward. The Cowboys have been a uh, tricky team to figure out when it comes to the props so far this year. I have been all over CeeDee Lamb. There is a clear targeted connection between him and Dak Prescott, but with so many offensive weapons as a part of this Cowboys offense right now, it's hard to narrow down who might be the most profitable prop market you would have for the Dallas Cowboys and the, new, or, and the Dallas Cowboys on a weekly basis. A name that has been very profitable is Dallas Schultz, or Dalton Schultz, excuse me, for the Dallas Cowboys. Dalton, Dallas, you can see my mistake there. Dalton Schultz has been prolific in the anytime touchdown prompts that we have seen throughout this season. He has a great connection with Dak Prescott. My eyesight not so great, so as I look off to the side 
at my preview window, I believe that Dalton Schultz has three receiving touchdowns all coming in the past two weeks for the Dallas Cowboys. So that relationship being built by Dak Prescott and Dalton Schultz has paid off for betters, especially in a big way over these last couple of games for the Dallas Cowboys. You're still probably finding a pretty good price, maybe in plus money category, or at least very little juice to lay on Dalton Schultz becoming an anytime touchdown scorer for the Dallas Cowboys. I want to focus on Dalton Schultz's quarterback as well in Dak Prescott. It has been a great start to the year for Dak. And right now he is tied for the fourth shortest odds on the FanDuel Sportsbook to win the NFL MVP at plus 900. Tied for the fourth shortest odds to win that award on FanDuel right now. And when you look at the odds, Dak Prescott has become shorter and shorter by the week. Currently, Kyler Murray is the favorite at plus 450. Then you have Josh Allen of Buffalo at plus 600. Patrick Mahomes at plus 800. And then Dak Prescott at plus 900. Aaron Rodgers plus 900. And Justin Herbert also at 9-1. to one. Dak Prescott has been steamed up this board to plus 900 where it stands currently for the Dallas Cowboys starting quarterback. You could also look at Dak in some of his other odds to win other seasonal awards on the FanDuel Sportsbook because, of course, Dak coming back from a horrendous ankle injury he suffered week number five of the season a year ago in 2020 only started five games for the Cowboys a year ago, only completed four games. And that's why right now on the FanDuel Sportsbook, Dak Prescott minus money to win the comeback player of the year on the FanDuel Sportsbook. As I scroll down here, Dak Prescott is minus 165 to win the NFL comeback player of the year. The only guy in the minus money category. You have Cincinnati's quarterback in Joe Burrow at plus 700. I believe we have Brady Tinker with us for the finality of this segment. Brady, I'm glad we were able to work through some of those technological issues. I was just singing the praises of Dak Prescott. The fact he has the fourth shortest odds right now or tied for the fourth shortest odds to win the NFL MVP at plus 900. The odds on favorite to win the NFL comeback player of the year at minus 165. Brady, what have you made of Dak Prescott's performance through the first four weeks of this NFL season? Well, absolutely incredible, Ben, to be honest with you. Uh, because of the dramatic nature and the catastrophic injury that he had to his ankle, none of us thought that he would be mentally this ready nor physically this ready. But he's playing better than he's ever played in his career. He was pretty good the first four and a half games last year, but a lot of that was fluff numbers because they were always behind. Now, now still on it, it's almost hard to believe. He and his offensive coordinator are absolutely on the same page. This team is to, is as together as I have seen it since 2014. Uh, there's no fluke here, uh, and he's playing really, really good football. He certainly is, and Brady, we don't have all that much time, but I want to get your leans for this game between the Cowboys and the Giants on Sunday afternoon. Last week, you hit on a same-game parlay on the FanDuel Sportsbook. This week... You're feeling the same thing. Dallas to cover a seven-point spread and the over of the total. Those same-game parlays can be profitable. Why are you feeling the confidence in Dallas this upcoming weekend? All right, let me make one correction. I think what we want to do here is not cover the seven and a half. That one makes me nervous. I think we want to do oh. uh, the money line and, and take the Cowboys to win and cover the over. Uh, that's the parlay that I like. And I'm, the Cowboys are 7-3 and three in the last 10. They know Jason Garrett very well. He knows them, but they know Jason Garrett very well. They know what this vanilla offense will be. They know Danny Dimes tends to turn the football over. They're at home, and they're rolling, and there's not one thing slowing this team down. You've mentioned, I'm sure, 
the Jalen Smith release that will have these guys galvanized. I don't think it will have daubers down. I think there are a lot of people who are disappointed, but tough decisions need to be made in a season that feels like it's a special one. I completely agree. And right now, the Dallas Cowboys continue to play good football. Brady, as I mentioned early on in this segment, the only unbeaten team left against the spread. Quickly, I love this prop. It's been profitable the last couple of weeks. Dalton Schultz, anytime touchdown prop, only about 30 seconds. Why has he emerged onto the scene in this Dallas offense? Well, I'm not quite sure, to be honest with you, other than opportunity last year uh, when he was thrust into the starting role. But he's taking uh, care of this role, and Dak is finding him. And by the way, the Giants give up the third most total points to tight ends in the league. So I love Dalton Schultz in any player prop this weekend. Technological problems be damned. Brady Tinker, the host of a Cowboy Life podcast, still coming on and giving us great info in a short amount of time. Brady, thanks so much. We'll talk to you very soon. Good to see you, Ben. The Dallas Cowboys, a seven-point favorite over the New York Giants this upcoming Sunday. We transition back to postseason baseball with our sportsbook conciliary. That's on the other side of the break. sportsgrid.com betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real-time odds predictive betting models expert picks and more want the edge then get on the grid sportsgrid.com Back right here on the morning after on SportsGrid, Sirius XM, Channel 204. You guys know me. You've seen my face a ton here in the last couple of segments. I'm your host, Ben Stevens. We are waiting on our sportsbook conciliary. If the sun ever comes up and the moon ever shines in a nighttime in Pittsburgh scenario, I'm sure that Dave Sherapan at some point will join us. You would think with how much postseason baseball is on the horizon and currently happening, he would want to be on the program and talk to us, hopefully here very soon as we get him set up. And, oh, I'm getting word from our producer, Alex Fasano. Dave Sherapan, our sportsbook conciliary is here. It is finally nighttime in Pittsburgh. Dave, a pleasure to have you here on the show once again. Hello, Benjamin. Uh, great to see you. I, I apologize. Sometimes you got to get these timing things right. And, um, you know, that's what we had to do. It's nighttime in Pittsburgh, but it's morning in Vegas. And in L.A. today, it's going to be, yeah. you know, that sunset type game. You've been at Dodger Stadium many times yourself. Yeah. I've been mm-hmm. there. People get there late, but that sun still sets at 5 o'clock start is very, very tough. So, you know, we had to get prepared today. Sunglasses. You got to have the sunglasses on. Under. Come on, man. Come on. Southern California. Whoa. Hold on. We'll get to that pick in just a second. Southern California, Dave Sherapan right now. Looking good. Dave, I can only see through the peripheral at times when we bring guests on what they look like, what they're wearing. So I was like, is he? Those are sunglasses. Okay. Yeah. He does have (laughs) sunglasses on for a huge National League wildcard game between the L.A. Dodgers and the St. Louis Cardinals. The Dodgers right now, Dave, a hefty 
minus 235 favorite on the FanDuel Sportsbook. The St. Louis Cardinals plus 195 as the underdogs for this NL wildcard game. You just teased to it right there. The over-under total is 7.5. The under of a pitching matchup between Max Scherzer and Adam Wainwright actually has more juice. But you're still feeling an under tonight in L.A., huh? I am. Actually, I got to take these things off just to make sure because this, okay. this blue matches. This Dodger blue never really realized matches my eyes pretty good. Anyhow, yeah. yes, under, sir. I, I this, <laughs> Who's scoring? I mean, unless we hit a bomb or two or what, I, I don't know. Uh, Wainwright has been so good. That, what is it? 13 out of his last 14 starts have been quality starts. The one that got him, I believe, was the Dodgers. Um, and we saw last night with Ivaldi having got hit his last start against the Yankees, the adjustments made, and he talked about that in the postgame. Well, veteran like Wainwright, I think, is going to make the same adjustments. Maxie's got to pitch better than he has his last two starts, but he was a completely electric up to that. Yeah. Um, I think that with the sun, a lot of sun in their eyes at first three innings, going to be some shadows, going to be some pitching from sun in the shade and all that other things. First three under, first five under, I think game under. I think it can all – it feels like a really an under game. And, I mean, sidewise, it's hard. I, I – I think the Dodgers are going to win, but I mean, the best value on the board to me be pregame is Cardinals run line. Take a run and a half at basically, you know, pick a money minus 113 here on this on this graphic. But that's where it's at. I, I, I think those are the plays. Dave, I wanted to ask you exactly about that run line because I think the casual sports better as they're looking through this game and like, oh, nationally wild card game, Dodgers minus 235, not touching that. Let me look at the run line. So this is a National League game. The run line is obviously in the favor of L.A., laying a run and a half at minus 110 currently on the FanDuel Sportsbook. How would you advise people to approach run lines for a National League game? Oh, man. We used to do this thing on the uh, on the in-game live show, right? We, we, we were looking all the time to maybe take runs and a half or take – like in game, you can take even more sometimes if you get that differential. But this feels like a close game. So the the natural inclination for you know new betters sometimes is well, I don't want to lay all that juice. I don't win as much. I'll just lay the run line. Well, one run games happen a lot in baseball. One run games happen a lot more in playoff baseball. Laying the run and a half is um, it's very trepidatious. I I, I would wait and just kind of look to take a run and a half in a situation without getting a price. Because if the Cardinals get a lead at any point, you can take a run and a half with the Dodgers in the game, and now you have plus one and a half on both sides, and you just need a one-run game, and you middle both bets. So a lot of different options there for you, Ben. You know that, um, and I'm glad to help the listeners kind of know that as well. I think that's very wise because when you talk about a run line, and Dave's right, if this is a close game and it's the pitching matchup we expect it to be with a small total of seven and a half, if it's a one-run game in the ninth inning, the Dodgers don't need to bat in the home half of the ninth yep. if they are the team that has that one-run lead, and thus the run line becomes very, very influential. So, Dave, let's look at the rest of the postseason, and let's look back at last night. The American League wildcard game. You were walking along the strip in <laughs> Vegas wearing a Red Sox hat. Now you're in your L.A. bucket hat. But the Red Sox 
getting the win last night in Fenway over the Yankees 6-2. Now the Red Sox have a meeting against another familiar foe from the American League East, the top seed in the AL playoffs, the Tampa Bay Rays. And right now, the series price on the FanDuel Sportsbook, Tampa is a minus 162 favorite over Ooh. the Boston Red Sox. Do you think the Red Sox have a shot of knocking off the Rays in the ALDS? Nope. I don't. I don't think I don't think the pitching matchups line up uh very well in five game series. I think if it was a seven game series, I I'd give them more of a chance. But I mean they're only gonna be able to get Ivaldi once now. Um the bullpen, they pitched so well last night, but they're really gassed. And um I think this is priced appropriately, but I really think Tampa gets it. This feels Ben, this feels like the year of the Tampa. I mean, the Lightning won the Stanley Cup. Uh, you know, Brady won the Super Bowl for, for the Buccaneers. And now the Rays, after having lost last year, I see them getting back to the World Series. I I, I do. Mm. But I, I I really think it's going to be a tall task for the Red Sox to win. Although, I mean, like I was singing Sweet Caroline and all that other stuff last night. Like, I was all in. I was all in with those with those Red Sox. It would be a good story. I just don't think the pitching is there. And J.D. Martinez tripping over second base and rolling that ankle is going to have repercussions now that we have more than a one-game you know, scenario. we gotta, we got to play a five-game series. Missing him is going to hurt. And that's why Dave is a man that wears many hats, quite literally, because in a one-game scenario, his bet of the day can be on the Red Sox, but in a five-game scenario, he might have to break out the Rays hat. I agree with you, Dave, and I think Tampa has a lot of value at plus 250, the second shortest odds to win the American League pennant because I believe that Tampa will win the pennant for a second straight year and face off whoever from the National League in the World Series. So, Dave, when we first started to get to know each other, it was back in the month of May in early June. We were rounding out the regular season in the NHL, in the NBA, on in-game live. And something we dissected a lot was the series spread and the other series prices that you have mm -hmm. on the FanDuel Sportsbook. You can predict a series correct score where, for instance, Tampa and the Red Sox, the shortest there is plus 280 for Tampa to win this series in five games, three to two. There's a series spread where Tampa Bay is favored by a game and a half in the series at plus 160. So, of course, Tampa would either have to sweep the Red Sox in a five-game set or win in four games. How do you advise people to approach series betting from those different categories that they might see on the FanDuel Sportsbook? Oh, man, there's a lot of choices. I think I, I would advise people to be selective um, hmm. where you could actually, you know, you could probably take Boston in five, Tampa minus one and a half and have a plus plus on both sides. I'm constantly thinking as a book guy what the prices would be and where you can get you know, minimal risk or plus on both sides and really just enjoy the games. Because cause when you really got to sweat the games on top of it, it makes it tough. Um, in that scenario, I mean, you could, if you like the Red Sox, I mean, it's a long series. The Red Sox aren't sweeping the Rays. I can't remember the last time the Rays got swept. So I would only look to take mm -hmm. the Red Sox in four or five games. And in that scenario, which you just presented, if you like, you're not sure, you can take, Tampa minus one and a half plus 160 to Red Sox in five games at a nice plus price. And then you can bet the games individually and work them that way. So there's, there's all kinds of different options. More importantly about all this baseball stuff, 
I know there's a Big Ten game this week that I hope you were going to ask me about because I don't know if I'm going to talk to you again before then. But I've been waiting to tweet at you and talk to you so much about this game. What do you think about this Iowa-Penn State game? All right, let's get into it. Okay, fine. By the way, before we dive into into Big Ten football and your alma mater, the Penn State Nittany Lions, I will say I think that's a very apt advice, by the way, about the series correct score and how to find plus money prices. That is what Dave taught me to do throughout the NHL, and I'm not a big hockey guy, but I followed that advice and found some profitability in the playoff markets based on that idea that you can find some good plus money prices and find some middling opportunities there. All right, we throw playoff baseball to the side for just a little bit. We have your thoughts on the NL wildcard game. That's first and foremost. We have some of your thoughts about the rest of the American League postseason. There is a ginormous Big Ten football game. Some are calling it the Big Ten football game of the season in Iowa City on Saturday (laughs) afternoon between the number three Iowa Hawkeyes, the number four Penn State Nittany Lions, of which... Dave Sherapan attended that wonderful university. Yes. The Iowa Hawkeyes laying two and a half at home. The over-under total brings a smile to my face. 41 <laughs> and a half. That is Big Ten football. Dave, here yeah. are my thoughts. Because truthfully, I think the numbers are perfect. I think they are spot on, especially that total. You have the two best defenses in the Big Ten. Two of the three best scoring defenses in all of college football. And I think you have two of the three best maybe defensive coordinators in all of college football in Phil Parker for Iowa and and, uh, Brent Pry for Penn State as well. So I think this game is tailor-made to go to the under. I really do believe in that and what these two teams can do defensively because I think we can see a game where both are looking for the other offense to beat them, and I'm not sure either offense is going to beat them. I will say this. If a team gets up by a touchdown, that's going to feel insurmountable. That is going to Mm. feel like a much bigger margin than it is. So my score prediction is this. I'll put it on the line right now. Iowa 17, Penn State 14. Iowa covers, and it goes under the 41 and a half. What about you, Dave Sherapan? About a minute left here. I can't believe you, I come on a show wearing all the Dodgers stuff and you go, I want me. I thought you're going to, just for the, for the show, I thought you're going to say Penn State 20, Iowa 17. That's where I'm hoping Ooh. it goes. But I agree with you with the under. I mean, when you see the line, the projected score is 21 20, which, I mean, that makes perfect sense that there's going to be either a two point conversion or some weird score because these teams played in years past to a 6 4 final score. Every time Penn State plays Iowa, something strange happens. And it is a big game. I can't wait. It's ironic for me because every time we play Iowa, I went to Penn State and they look like they're playing the Steelers. So I always get a little bit confused with the uniforms. But I cannot wait to watch a game. I cannot wait to tweet with you later about it. Thank you for bringing it up today. Take it back. Take us home to the break, please. Night. Time in Pittsburgh, always bringing it back to the Steel City. Dave Sherapan, our sportsbook conciliary. We'll talk to you very soon. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
Right back here on the morning after on Sports Grid, Sirius XM, Channel 204. Our three hours are coming to an end each and every time. It makes me sad. But I hope I can make you happy with one final best bet of the day. As we say goodbye, as we say farewell, it is your time to buy. Bye, bye, bye. What do you mean? That was beautiful. I'm not singing anymore. Our director, Tyler Jones, hates when I sing. I'm not going to do the NSYNC bye, bye, bye every time. I'm not a musical guy. I'm a sports guy. Just kidding. I do love music. But I am also a sports guy, and we have a huge sporting event out in my hometown of Los Angeles tonight. The Dodgers and the Cardinals in the National League wildcard game. Winner take all. One game scenario at Chavez Ravine. The Dodgers a minus 235 favorite. The Cardinals plus 194 on the money line currently at the FanDuel Sportsbook. Here is my best bet for this game. Here is my buy, buy, buy. I feel so confident about you should be buying into this that I say buy, buy, buy three times. It is Corey Seager to have two or more hits for the LA Dodgers tonight. Corey Seager has been red hot throughout the final stretch of this year for the LA Dodgers. In their final weekend series against the Milwaukee Brewers, Corey Seager was 6 of 11, scored three runs in that series against the Brew Crew. He's currently on a five-game hitting streak, and in five of the last seven games for the Dodgers, Corey Seager has multiple hits. He has also had a hit at least in 10 of the last 11 games for the Dodgers. He is red hot with the bat, from the left side, facing a righty tonight in Adam Wainwright. Oh, speaking of Uncle Chuck, Uncle Charlie, the 40-year-old, when he faced the Dodgers on September 8th, Corey Seager went two for four. So Corey Seager, to have two or more hits tonight on the FanDuel Sportsbook right now, is plus 120. That's my play for the National League wildcard game tonight at Dodger Stadium. We recap that tomorrow, Thursday night football also, on the morning after, each and every weekday, right here on SportsGrid, 9 a.m. Eastern to noon. Talk to everybody tomorrow.